with us for RisingRing.code while your party is reached. Hey, I forgot I changed the ringtone. Perfect timing, too. It's the November 1st podcast, after all. Let's check the newsmaker lines, see what we got here. Brian at Stone on Air is currently unavailable. Please leave a message. I'm like sharing and loving this message that I'm leaving you right now. So you better like, share, and love me back and call me so that we can not be frauds and we can like, share, and love all the same non-fraudy shit together, bro. So like, share, and always love. Okay. Goodbye. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Very hard to say my name correctly. Like Brian. Yeah, Brian. What's your deal, man? Your midweek download destination. I like his style. It's a sort of casual elegance. I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Note to self, don't die. Welcome in to the Stone on Air podcast. The very first day of the month of November is here. Oh, joy. My name is Brian Stone. You have found the most listened to podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Download it anywhere you download your podcast. Stoneonair.com or the SoundCloud page is where the hub is. At Stone on Air on all social media. Man, what a uh, what a seven eight day stretch. It's been busy. It's been a lot of change, and it's uh, mostly all good. Mostly all good. Halloween is over, thankfully. I'll tell you the best way to figure out some of the most simpleton dullards in the world is to watch them freak out on Halloween. Now, if you are a parent, which so many people in my social circles, which I don't really have social circles anymore, but but people, you know, my contemporaries, my peers, if you will, so many of them now are parents and have kids. So that's different. You know, Halloween takes on a whole different meaning when you've got kids because that's what the damn day is for. It's for children. It's not for adults. It's not for grown-ass adults. I'll use grown-ass adults a couple of different times in this podcast. So if you're out there doing things with your kids and you're dressing up and you're taking pictures and you're flooding social media with it, that's fine. That's what the day is for. I said earlier today on Alt 98.7, my afternoon gig, I said softball, the game of softball and the quote unquote holiday of Halloween. Those are two things that are designed for children, not adults. Adults should not be participating in either of those two activities unless kids are somehow involved. So if you're doing that, then good for you. But man, it is remarkable how many grown-ass adults love to dress up and all kinds of stupid stuff and go hang out and do whatever they do with the Halloween. And, and, and Halloween stretches for like a week. You can do it like multiple, multiple, multiple days. Now, having said all of that, the past weekend at the Chattanooga Choo Choo campus on Station Street was a hell of a party. It really, really, really was. The Something Wicked on Station Street, the first annual, the inaugural, the however you want to uh, classify it, was from an eyeball test 
a huge success. And there was there were some good costumes. See, that's that's the thing. Even if you are going to be an adult who dresses up for Halloween, if you have a really really creative mind, then I I give you I give you some uh, some attaboys, some kudos on that. But there's so many just absolutely creativeless brainless people out there that like oh my god really how long did it take you to come up with that waldo i mean come on man put some thought into this anyway would you i mean if you just want to wear some stupid clothes you wouldn't normally wear that's fine but oh wow look there's raggedy ann and andy man i wonder how long it took those two dimwits to come up with that just saying if you're gonna do it put some thought into it that's all i'm that's all i'm asking that's all i'm saying so yeah you heard on the front end there brad guy old brad steiner joined in on the Stone on Air Newsmaker Line Fund, 301-8080, 301-8080-423-301-8080. Call there. Leave a voicemail. You might be featured on the show. Say something stupid. Say something cool. Say something uh, dumb as hell. Doesn't bother me at all. And let's see. What else is that before I get into the, to the first couple of segments? This will be another abbreviated show. I am uh, I am in transition mode, transition mode. And as I mentioned before, it's a good thing, but... I am running out of hours in the day to get anything done. So I will not have a stone's throw segment. I've got the opening uh, couple of uh, subjects I want to get to here in a minute. And then in the final segment, the second segment, it's going to be kind of one of those. It's really nice to get over stuff. And I've noticed in the last seven, eight days, I have finally officially gotten over something that was really bothering me for a long period of time. You might be able to guess what this might be. I'll let you keep thinking about that for the next handful of minutes, and I'll get to that in the final segment of the show. A couple of polarizing topics here in just a minute or two. I want to talk a little bit about this Anthony Rapp and uh, Kevin Spacey story and the just kind of rampant now sexual assault and harassment accusations that are being thrown around seemingly every single day. And I don't want to offend people or upset people as everybody is very, very uh, sensitive on a lot of these subjects, and in most cases they should be. Um, so I want to be careful with that, but I do want to make a, a pretty strong point now that we're dealing with a couple of males and not females uh, necessarily in every one of these stories. We'll get to that shortly. And then the flag. What are you supposed to do with it? How are you supposed to react to it? How are you supposed to wear it or not wear it? It's, it's, it's getting tiresome, and I'll get to that here in a minute as well. But first, we'll start with uh, the story that came down um, of course, when you listen to this, I, I can't be sure. So you'll have a, a lot more details by the time you listen to this podcast, most likely. But from CBS, eight dead in New York City truck attack. Mayor calls it an act of terror. This happened on Halloween afternoon as I was heading out of the workplace uh, Halloween evening. I, I grabbed what at that time was the latest. Sources identify the su- suspect as, and I can't even come close to saying this name, it's Seifulo. I think it's safe to say that's the first name. Say, as you would spell it, S-A-Y-F-U-L-L-O. The middle name I won't even try. H-A-B-I-B-U-L-L-A-E-V-I-C. And the last name looks like it's Saipov, Saipov, S-A-I-P-O-V. In other words, dude ain't from around here. He's a 29-year-old man out of Tampa, Florida. Sources tell CBS News that the suspect yelled, what is it, Allahu Akbar? Arabic for God is great. When he exited the truck, the vehicle entered the pedestrian bike path a few blocks north of Chambers Street in downtown New York, Manhattan's west side. The truck drove down the bike path, which I guess is basically like we would consider a bike lane, for about four blocks, striking cyclists and pedestrians before veering back into traffic lanes and striking a school bus 
and another vehicle. The suspect then emerged brandishing what police called imitation firearms, quote unquote, meaning it was a pellet gun and a paintball gun that were later recovered at the scene. An officer shot him in the abdomen and he was transported to the hospital. Goes on and on to get a little bit more into it. Um, basically, he this dude was in a big ass truck and he went plowing through a bike lane for about four blocks, smashing cars, smashing people, smashing bicyclists. You can kind of imagine that. Just think of the downtown Chattanooga area where we have all those bike lanes now. Just think of a, of a truck going rogue and just deciding to just plow down, down one of those lanes and then actually imagine that lots of people are using them because in New York they might use them as opposed to Chattanooga where they don't use them. White House spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders says the president, quote, will be continually updated as more details are known. And she says, quote, our thoughts and prayers are with all those affected in quote. Thank you very much, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Makes me want to send you back to the website. Haven't talked about it in quite some time. It's the most unwinnable game you'll ever play online. It's called thoughtsandprayersthegame.com. Go check it out. Seriously, stop the podcast right now. Thoughtsandprayersthegame.com. It's a game you'll never win, and it's not any fun at all. So, you know, taking my sarcasm and flippant nature out of it, that it's just, it's, you hear these things and then you just think, okay, well, what do I, what am I eating for dinner? Yeah, what am, what do I do? What am I doing tomorrow morning? I've got I've got to get to the station and get this work done, and then I got to get to got to get here by noon, and then I got to play a couple bills. Just move right along, man. It's just another day. It's just another day in the life of a, of us Americans, crazy, mentally ill people, all over the place in all areas of this country, and it's not just this country; it's all over the damn world. And there's atrocities and awful things going on all over the world. At a far more rampant clip than they are here. But uh, I don't know. It's just like, okay, well, what's next? I'll get to Anthony Rapp and Kevin Spacey here in just a minute first. So there's this girl, woman, who uh, is one of these attention, you know what's, and she's a make America great kind of person, and she's on uh, Fox News, I guess. Never heard of her. Tommy Lauren, I think is how you say it, T-O-M-I-L-A-H. R-E-N. That, to me, spells Tommy Lauren. Apparently, uh, very pretty girl. Apparently does Fox News Channel stuff, Politicon, uh, whatever else. Conservative commentator is what they consider her. And so she put out a Instagram picture. It says the Instagram photo shows Lauren wearing a, a star-spangled cape-like garment as part of an outfit that included a red tutu, a flag-themed fanny pack, and a top-bearing President Don Trump's Make America Great Again campaign slogan. The caption or the post on Instagram said, OLA, get ready to find your safe spaces. Where am I? Well, if you're a conservative, I'm American AF. If you're a lib, I'm offensive. Let's go. Team Tommy or Tommy, whatever her name is. Hashtag Halloween, hashtag MAGA, hashtag America, Hashtag make Halloween great again. And what this is is a bunch of stars and stripes like cape thing and and whatever the hell else. Really stupid looking Halloween costume. Once again, a grown ass adult dressing up in a clown suit for a children's holiday. 
So a lot of people got all pissed off about that, started firing off on Twitter, probably Facebook too, and Instagram and everywhere else about there's this thing, and we, we all heard it, you already know this, that you're there's certain things you are or are not supposed to do with quote-unquote the flag, and this has gotten so far out of hand, and it didn't even begin to start recently with these protests at these football games. What you do or don't do with a piece of nylon that was manufactured by sweatshops and child labor in China shouldn't have anything to do with whether you respect or don't respect the country. It's absolutely ridiculous. If you have a certain flag as like the official representation of a courthouse or at the White House itself or at the battlefield uh, or, you know, like the uh, uh, where the memorials are and burial grounds where you have official flags that represent the country and if you want to handle those where you fold them up just right and you take them down if it's raining and you do all these procedures that are really basically archaic but still are held valuable and and um and cherished by many that's fine i got no problem with that but anything that is some kind of mass produced piece of crap like stitched together cotton or some polyester piece of crap made in Thailand or some nylon you know little one 99 cent flag you can buy on the 4th of July at Stuckey's on your way to Nashville off I-24 those those little pieces of crap imported and 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 made out of you know child labor that doesn't have any kind of respectable nature to it it's just another piece of mass-produced American crap and if you want to wear some kind of American flag hat or American flag shirt or a cape or whatever made out of some kind of crappy material, mass produced, you don't owe anybody any kind of, of, of expected way of treating that material. This is so far out of hand. I think this girl looks like an idiot. But if she wants to wear American flag, you know, panties for all I can, I don't care. Wear whatever you want. That's not a flag. That's a piece of fabric that's got the, the same the same design as an American flag. Seriously, almost any of these you see hanging out, if it's raining, you got to take it down. What? No. Unless it's some kind of official representation of a government building or a burial site or a memorial or anything like that, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And if you want to treat it that way at your home, that's fine. You go right ahead. But the, the, you know, the flag can't hit the ground. Oh, oh, really? Do you see the 80-yard flags that are dragged out at every NFL football game? As they wrap that thing up, it hits the ground every single time. And it's going to go hit the ground when they set it down in the back. What do you expect? It's an 80-yard piece of fabric. That's all it is. It's not a representation of anything outside of the, the, the time that it's on the field while it's being saluted. After that, it's a piece of fabric. Very likely made in a sweatshop in Indonesia. It doesn't command or demand respect. What it stands for does, and that's what people have problems with. We're sitting around worrying about a song, we're sitting around worrying about a flag, except we're not sitting around worried about what those things stand for, and that's the biggest problem. All right, now that I got that out of the way, the final potentially polarizing subject here is this Anthony, I, I, I guess it's, Rap, R-A-P-P, Anthony Rap. I only know him from Days and Confused. He was one of the kids in Days and Confused. He is 44 years old and has accused Kevin Spacey of being inappropriate when he was 14 years old. 
and there's a multiple layers to what's wrong with this particular story. I'll come back to that more in a minute. But it has been since it's Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, whoever this guy is who makes a bunch of movies. I don't know. I'm not a movie guy. And and really what the facts that are coming out of that are are, are, are pretty awful. So I'm not even going to begin to downplay that. But since then, it has been one after another of people coming out and accusing other people of assault and harassment. And I'm just, I, I am sorry. This is going to offend some people. This is not, this is not the popular thing to say, but there's just no way that every single one of these coming out are true. And just like the Bill Cosby thing, there is no way that every single one of those are true. The problem is, is there's no real way to have a real conversation on this because some people won't let you. And that's what makes, this Anthony Rapp and Kevin Spacey story that much, um, God, how do I want to put this? Not better or good or interesting because it's it's two males. It just makes, it gives me a, an angle to talk about it because these are two dudes. And I'm as, you know, homosexual friendly as it gets. I've, all, I've said many times, I'm the gayest straight man you'll ever meet. Homosexuality doesn't, I mean, I'm not into dudes. But gay sex doesn't like gross me out. Like I'm not like oh fags, you know. I'm not. I'm not that guy. I never have been. I would have never said that when I was younger. You know, all my you know douchebag friends would have you know called me a you know a faggot or something. But no, gay sex doesn't bother me at all. No matter who's doing it, I just I am a heterosexual dude who's not scared, is not homophobic, and has always been a champion for gay rights. And so when Kevin Spacey puts out a response to Anthony Rapp saying that in you know whatever it was 80s however long back it was exactly that he was inappropriate and then uses that as the exact same time to come out and say that he's gay it's like what the hell are you doing Spacey this, this is the approach you went the out of all the incredible uh, pieces of film and television and Broadway and genius work you've done and showing how intelligent you we thought you probably were this is the angle you take to apologize for something you can't remember whether it happened but if it did you're sorry and oh by the way I'm gay that's a po- <laughs> sorry I've got an awful golf this week that is a horrific approach to take there but I also have to say that when does something reach a social statute of limitations Anthony Rapp is 44 damn years old, 44 years old. I'll come back to that in a minute. What is a statue of limitations? Now, it, it, it involves the legal system. Anybody can say whatever they want. It's America. We're, we're dumb assholes. We can say whatever we want whenever we feel like it. But you can still have a what I consider a social statute of limitations. Statutes of limitations, which date back to early Roman law, are a fundamental part of European and U.S. law. These statutes, which apply to both civil and criminal actions, are designed to prevent fraudulent and stale claims from arising after all evidence has been lost or after the facts have become, have become obscure through the passage of time or the defective memory, death, or disappearance of witnesses. Now, I don't think a lot of us are sitting around wondering what statute of limitations are, but the, to kind of word it out just like that from LegalDictionary.com puts that in a, in a, in a, a context of what we're talking about here. At 14 years old, can you remember everything that went down one night in 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 a in a setting like that? Maybe, maybe you can remember vividly if it was a really really horrific event for you, but maybe you can't. It was 30 years ago. Now, any woman who is claiming sexual harassment or assault, I can't question in the 
social settings that we're in because that's just kind of how it goes. I'm not a woman and I can't identify, so therefore I, sh I shouldn't have a strong opinion on it. I might not necessarily love that concept, but I do get it. This is a guy who's about six years older than me, a grown-ass man. Anthony Rapp, why did it take you 30 years to say this out loud? It's become in vogue all of a sudden. It's the most fashionable thing out there. It's to now just start just slapping allegations all over social media walls and letting the sensationalized, just disgusting uh, subculture media grab it. I, I'm not hating on real media, but subculture, garbage, Facebook, you know, Snapchat media to take this thing and just start crucifying people. Bro, Anthony Rapp, you're 44 years old. I could see why at 14 you didn't want to say anything. I could see why at 24 you didn't want to say anything as an aspiring actor and, and, and Broadway uh, performer. I can see why you maybe even got closer to 30. Things were picking up. You didn't want to say anything. But 32 and 33 and 34 and 36 and 30. That's grown-ass man world. And 44 years old. Now you're going to come out and say this. I can't say that, I, that you're lying or I don't believe you. I just wonder why a 44-year-old grown-ass man accuses a 58-year-old man that he's known his entire life, which according to reports that I've read, they haven't... They're not really friends and haven't spent a lot of time together in their adult lives. Why now? Just because everybody else is doing it? These aren't legal matters. These are just social matters. I don't know. What early yesterday it was Jeremy Piven. Now some you know, some chick is saying he he was you know inappropriate on the set of Entourage. Is that did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. And I get the argument of well, people are are empowered. They're emboldened now, and they're able to 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 have the courage to come out. And say these things that, that they've been wanting to say for so long. I get that argument. I also get the argument that a bunch of damn lying assholes. Those are both two arguments, and they're both valid. Attention whores all over this country. And that's, I don't mean women. I mean men and women. Attention whores everywhere. Everybody wants everybody to look at them. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. The argument of they're empowered, and this is great, is one argument. And the argument of they're lying assholes is another one. And I believe they're both worth having. But not everybody else does. Well, hopefully I still have an audience out there. I'm going to take a break and be right back. This is the newest one from Morrissey. I wouldn't know it had I not got it as a new music discovery on Alt 98.7 here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Alt98.com online. I am on each and every Monday through Friday, 3 to 7. It is called Spent the Day in Bed. Basically, it's about getting away from the news, getting away from the static, and just ignoring all the stupid shit that's out there and worrying and thinking for yourself. Not worrying and thinking about what everybody else wants you to worry and think about. It's like being dumped by your girlfriend and trying to pretend like you're over it until you actually are. What do I mean by that? I'll tell you next on the Stone on Air podcast. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. My name is Brian Stone, and I will be right back. To all of my friends that they stopped watching the because the news contrives to frighten you To make you feel small and alone To make you feel that your mind isn't your own Now more Stone on Air the beautiful sounds in my head StoneOnAir.com <laughs> 
And welcome back to the Stone on Air podcast. Fighting a very heavy cough, cold kind of thing. Sound a little bit better today, but not much. This is REM from 2008's Accelerate. Song is called Living Well is the Best Revenge. I don't know if that's always true, and I think that's kind of the point of the song, as a matter of fact. But I think often it can be true. One of the best albums of the first 10 years of this century. And I play that and segue into this to just kind of half-ass my way out of here. I'll, I'll get more structured shows coming up into the future once my two jobs kind of settle down and even out a little bit here uh, moving forward, which I do believe will happen. It just might take a month or two. If you are at, here at every single show, God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> it shocks me sometimes that, uh, that people would like to hear what I have to say all the time. Uh, a lot of you do, and I, and I appreciate you beyond what you could possibly understand. But so I got uh, a couple of new jobs at the radio station, Alt 98.7, and uh, it's starting to go much better. I'm about a week and a half in. It was uh, very difficult transitioning into a bunch of new software and new building and new people, as you know, I think most people could understand. And uh, then I started the new job the same week, a week and a half ago, at uh, uh, a beer distributor company that's run by a, a different company now. So it's it's a comp- it's a job that feels the same, but it's not. Like it's not at all. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bugs and things to work out. But I I figured out something in the last now week and a half, and it's official and it's solidified. And I'll tell you what that is here in just a minute. But first of all, I'll use this example to set it up. And the best one is just to, is a relationship. Any kind of, of, of very strong bonded relationship, no matter what it is, can apply. But I'll just go ahead and use a, you know, a, a, a girlfriend because that's where my biggest emotions have li- lied in my life. And I've only had a handful of girlfriends that lasted for any length of time at all. Only a handful. Five, maybe? I mean, I'd have to go back and start doing, doing some math. Not a whole lot. Uh, I'm difficult to to deal with, and and so are most of the girls I hook up with. So <laughs> I don't mean to use hook up as, as a way to flippantly say it, but I get so attached to something that I'm really into. I'm a little overzealous in things in life, no matter what. It runs in my family. Almost all of us we get we get excited and we just we get we get over the top. So of the handful that I'm thinking of, just I mean there was one, two, three, four in the last ten, twelve years. And had I had I not been broken up with and just said, nope, you're out, dude, we're done with you, then I'd still be with whoever that insert one was. Because I I I got so invested that I didn't want anything else. You know, I, I'm I'm a little bit of a different breed. Yeah, every now and again, I, you know, you'd think about things or, you know, you'd see a pretty girl and think, boy, it'd be nice to hook up with her. I got the kind of uh, self-esteem and, and self-confidence issues that like, I got a girl that would hook up with me now. You think I could do this again? I got her on the. I got her into me. That's all I need. It's kind of how I've always been. So every girl I've ever dated has left me. I have never broken up with a girl that of any kind of 
relationship that lasted for any length of time. You know, something that went for a couple of weeks, you know, whatever. That's different. I'm talking about a real relationship. So it always takes me a long time to brush those off and bounce back from those because I'm, I'm heavily invested. So then people, you know, ask you about it. You're talking about it. You're in social circles. You're like, yeah, you know, whatever. It's all good. I've moved on, bro. And usually you don't mean that. You just say it. You're trying to be, you're trying to be cool. And then a little more time goes along and you start to realize, you know, I can live without this, whatever. It's all going to be okay. And then all of a sudden something happens. Sometimes it's meeting, you know, somebody new, but usually it's not necessarily that. It's just something happens and you realize, yeah, I, I don't care about that anymore. That wasn't as important as I made it out to seem like. And that's happened to me many, many times. And so I bring that all the way back around to say what I have finally gotten over is being fired from that radio station, Talk Radio 102.3. I'm over it. And you know why I know that I'm over it? Because in the last month and a half, two months, through all kinds of uncertainty, I have come out from this what seemed like a, you know, a, a cloud of dust with two new jobs, both of which that I like, both of which pay well and, le- and leave me with creative freedom in the radio gig that I have. Complete 100% radio, uh, creative freedom. And I look back, you know, 500 some odd days later after the firing from Talk Radio 102.3 and the Cumulus uh, company overall in Chattanooga, Tennessee, I was in love with that. It was all I really spent most of my time caring about. Matter of fact, it probably ruined real relationships in the past because I was literally in love with that, with that radio station, with that brand, with Talk Radio 102.3. And where I realized that I t- for real don't care anymore was in the past two weeks because I've been getting up again. I'm back up in the mornings early. I hate it, but I am. And I've got the car radio on as I'm bouncing around town right before lunch and right before I go into the station at Alt. And I'm listening to Jeff, and I'm listening to Brad Geezer, whatever his name is, and I don't. It's, it's not bothering me. And a year ago, eight months ago, even six months ago, I couldn't turn the damn station on because it was like you know you, you know you're you're trying to pretend like you're over the girl, but then she calls or she texts or then someone mentions they saw her or then somebody you know mentions her name and it's like you know your your gut your stomach is just hurt. You're like oh god would you please not mention her name please god don't answer don't mention her name it's the same way it was with me with the radio station i can't listen to this i can't hear any of these shows i can't even hear the ones i like like joe and scott mcmahon and jim and jamie uh, let's talk money i couldn't listen to it because it made me sick it literally made my stomach hurt because i was in love with it and i've listened almost every day in the mornings a little bit, just a small sample, and it doesn't bother me. It doesn't hurt. It's actually kind of fun because the product actually does really suck. And so now it's kind of fun to just hate listen, which is why a lot of people did anyway. So yeah, I'll still hate on the station. And, and you know, the jacknut that sent me the, uh, the, the, uh, the review not long ago, which I don't believe uh, at all, I think it was some industry person saying, I don't know Brian, but I was recommended from this podcast from a friend of his. The podcast seemed to all consist of things that anger him and more of a retaliation show. The company he used to work for seems to be a continual topic, and the anger he has for them stand out far more than any content. He goes on and on and on and on from there. Feel free to leave a review, by the way, good or bad. But that wasn't the case. I didn't do it all the time, but I did do it a handful of times. And I, I, I just don't care anymore. I'll still trash them because they suck. It's awful programming. Have you turned this stuff on at 10, 10 to noon? Do it. Turn it on. Turn on Talk Radio 102.3 WGOW and listen to a couple of idiots talk to each other for two hours. 
It is amateur hour. Talentless, directionless amateurs. Now, Jeff in the morning, I still love Jeff. I'll listen to him. JR is as boring as he could possibly be. And there's a handful that are good and a bunch of just mailing it in mess. But I don't care. I honestly don't care. And I know I don't care because I can listen now. And I'll listen again tomorrow. And I actually look forward to seeing what preparationless topics they have to discuss on, and I'm not even going to call it the fraud monster anymore. It's Talk Radio 102.3, one of the lamest stations in this city. And I dare you to give it a listen. You'll be bored to tears. Living well is the best revenge. Maybe that's not entirely true all the time, but in this setting right now, things are good. The station's good. The podcast is good. The new job is good. While that rudderless ship just slowly takes on water. Living well is the best revenge. So don't be a fraud. The truth is easy to remember. White lies matter. Black lies matter. All lies matter. Continue to watch this space. I'm going to get out of here, and I'll see you on the radio. And happy November, and happy everything. I'll talk to you again soon. See you. Bye.